Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, real estate records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories. I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable, and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to the Nova Show Real Estate Records. I'm Cindy Barola, your host for today's episode. I'm so excited to be here today with our guest, Christian Martinez. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you for the invite. Christian is a dedicated father who not only juggles the responsibilities of family life, but also shines brightly in the highly competitive world of mortgages and lending right here in the beautiful state of Utah. That's right. In a market that can often be challenging to navigate, Christian has not only succeeded, he is absolutely crushing it with his team. They have placed on NAREP Top 250 Lender nationwide for six consecutive years. His passion, expertise, and commitment to greatness have earned him a stellar reputation among his clients and real estate peers alike. Today, we're diving into Christian's journey, discovering what motivates him, the secret sauce behind his success in our real estate market, and the valuable lessons he's picked up along the way. And with that, let's get started. All right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the introduction. So, yeah. yeah. So, what can you tell me about you? Tell me, like, what's got you started in the industry yeah i i mean i guess um how can i start this um well uh, everything started uh with me wanting uh, i think having a passion of uh educating clients and understanding uh you know uh the the way uh they're gonna become homeowners or or do different things i actually started in the life insurance industry back in 2001 and um, and I kind of went into um, you know um, loan officer and and I got my license uh, in 2002, and I really liked how I was able to um, find joy in helping uh, clients understand their finances, understand how they um, you know can become homeowners and. Uh, and just uh, you know, go through that process, and that's how I found uh, for me uh, just the uh, joy of helping. And at the same time, I mean, uh, money will will come, right? And so for me, it wasn't, and it hasn't been uh, the business about money. It's about you know taking care of the clients, and eventually uh, they're gonna see you know how much you care and how. Uh, you are able to give them ideas and and just to expand their um, you know mentality because sometimes a lot of the Latinos, especially, you know, we come with uh, backgrounds of uh, um, I don't know. It's just not wanting to you know look at the big picture in a way, and so sometimes we need that extra help. And a lot of the times, you know, you've seen a lot of successful um, Latinos here in Utah that, um, you know, you know, they have different stories and talk about who helped them out and so how they open their minds to, to grow, right, and to become uh, their own, you know, business owners. 
So with that, why don't you tell me about your background, your history? Like, yeah. when did you come to the United States? And what was that like for you? What right. brought you here? What, what were your struggles and your passions? Actually, yeah. So I came here to the States just to um, learn the, the language a little more. Uh, I was uh, not doing good at school back in Mexico. I, I grew up in Chihuahua, Mexico. And, uh, and I kind of wanted a different uh, vibe of what was happening down there and with my life and with uh, school and stuff. And uh, an uncle came to me and said, why don't you, you know, come to Utah and uh, finish high school there and then, um, you know, um, just learn the language and, and then go back to Mexico. I actually had a, a scholarship uh, set up for me uh, at, at a university in, in Chihuahua uh, where I was playing basketball in high school. And so I had um, a way to get into a, a basketball um, school and, and at the same time, you know, go go through school. And so, but at the same time, I wanted to just learn, you know, something different for my life. And then so I came here when I was 15 uh, and then I went to uh, Provo High, nice. and that's where I started um, studying, and things went really well, and I uh, I did really good in school, and then, um, you know, years passed, and, and then I got married when I was 20, and I kind of, um, you know, started with my life really young and started having kids, and so I had to provide for them, and so that, in a way, pushed me to start, you know, looking into um, just working and making, you know, money to be able to feed my family at that time. And then I, like I said, I became a life insurance agent. I started doing life insurance uh, and uh, and, uh, financial. I became a financial analyst uh, through this company. And then uh, I got the passion of it and I found, uh, um, you know, um, the education part of it that I I I was really good at explaining things to clients and caring about that and and then I became a loan officer a year after that and that's kind of how everything grew and and I started doing that so so you've been in the business for over 20 years mm-hmm. what is your morning routine like like what do you do every day what what gets you motivated yeah it, it's obviously we we all know that the market is is really hard especially with this type of business right it's a uh, it's stressful. I mean, uh, I wouldn't, yep. <laughs> wouldn't say it's not it's not easy. Uh, this business is not for everyone. I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of people want to do it for money, and they just don't stay and they don't make it. Um, and I think that uh, you know the, the way I handle stress. Uh, for me, I started uh, doing CrossFit in the mornings. I started. Uh, exercising and then at the same time I was listening to different you know um, I have some apps that I download in my phone that I listen to podcasts or I listen to people I want to listen to I mean uh, my passion is basketball a lot of people know that right and so I listen to books uh, of Michael Jordan I mean the shoe book I mean there's uh, the shoe dog I mean um uh, Kobe Bryant. I mean, I I just love you know sports, and so anything that tax or or has anything to do with sports, and how a lot of people, uh, you know, become su- successful uh, in in that um, in that um, way, it, it, I love it, and I try to listen to it, and I try to 
obviously relate what they do to work, right, and to how I can push myself. And so I listen to books uh, and I listen to whatever I need at that day or at that time that I feel like I'm lacking. And then uh, that helps me through the day, through the week, or through the month, and that, that pushed me to just continue. I mean, exercise is, for me, it's one of the key uh, things that I do in my life to make me be sane with and keep a clear mind yes, especially yeah. with all the stress right yeah. uh-huh. Correct, I, yeah. I love that <laughs> because you need you definitely need some kind of an outlet and especially in our industry yeah definitely need that For sure. so mm-hmm. okay you've got your workout done and then what is your daily routine at the office mm-hmm. um i know that you have had a successful team for quite a few years mm-hmm. What do you attribute that success to? What does that look like? What What is your, like, do you have monthly goals, yearly goals? How are you breaking that down? Yeah, that's a good question. See, uh, I think that over the years, I, I had a lot of people that, um, you know, have the mindset I have in a way. And that's how I think that, uh, you know, everyone um, around me worked out the same way and, so a lot of the things that I do is uh, being honest with the clients, being honest with what we do in the business, and and that you know helps us a lot. And then um, with goals and different things, a lot of the times uh, you know we we had certain goals, we have um, certain um, I guess um, just you know numbers to hit, uh, either monthly or yearly or quarterly. But at the end of the day, if you are not working, if you're not on the phone, I always say that, that if you're not on your phone talking to someone uh, about what you do or about, you know, what you're doing right now, then that's not, it's not productive. And so you have to be on the phone all the time. And so that will create, um, you know, the, um, the environment that you need uh, to be busy, right? Because that's what we want in this business, especially when you're not making money like others do which is you know having a salary or uh, being hourly and so for me it, that that's key it's like every day when when i when i go to work you know my my way of being busy is you know look at my emails first see what's uh what i need to do right away uh, you know put up fires or um or just uh, you know look at the main things i gotta do that day which I most of the time look at him at night, the prior night, and then uh, it takes me like maybe 20 minutes to just review and say these are the things that I got to finish the next day, and then everything else will just come. Because in this business, I mean, uh, there's my on my calendar and my team has the same thing as certain tasks that we need to do at a certain time. That's awesome. And so every day we have different different things to do, but we don't get to do them at the same time, which is fine for me and for my team. Uh, but we just have to be reminded every day of what, what we need to be doing in order for us to be successful. Yeah. And do you have a CRM that you call from? Mm-hmm. Not not that we call from, but we. Um, I started, um, I mean, I, I had so many um, team members and then we, we kind of cut down, right? And so... There was so many leads that we kept getting, and you know, I I always try to find ways to 
figure out how to handle that part of it without physically being there. And uh, through the company I'm with, we started looking into that and uh, in the prior company as well. And so we found uh, this great CRM system that helps us, you know, touch clients uh, through emails and notifications. And we we get a lot of uh, our repeat clients by doing and using this system. And this helps me a lot. This helps my team and myself to, to be more on top of all of those clients. So getting a qualified lead instead of just calling everybody. Yeah, a lot of times, I mean, we, we do have to make lists of clients to call, um, you know, and uh, especially, you know, clients that we haven't called for a long time. Uh, but yeah, we uh, the, this system I have, it has, you know, bird dates for that week. It has uh, clients that, you know, are looking to purchase or clients that list uh, their properties and then, um, I have, um, you know, structure my co co-marketing partners that we have. Uh, and so there's a lot of different things that this uh, CRM has. And that's one of the things that I would recommend is to, for you to find or for those listeners to find uh, one of the best CRMs out there to help you be organized. Because I think for me and my team, how I am able to handle a lot of business and at the same time, um, you know, keep them and, and I mean, we lose business too. I mean, we're not perfect, at, but, you know, help more clients is be organized. And I think that I consider myself and my team a well-organized, uh, you know, a lender because we keep track of everything. We put everything together and we email each other uh, and we're on top of those emails and and we try to be as as uh, organized as we can because in this business, if you're not organized, if you're, you know, not being on top of that, then it's just, it's going to be chaotic. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, too, you're good at finding the right product um, with all of the different th things that we're seeing, the shift in the market. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the the not necessarily what your company offers, but what you're seeing, the options, the lend, the loan options. Mm -hmm. um, I know we have conventional. What is a good loan for somebody, let's say, who is an investor mm -hmm. coming into the market? So let's start with that one. Mm -hmm. And then maybe a first-time homebuyer. What are you seeing out there? Yeah, I mean, uh, that that's that's a good question. I think that understanding as a lender you have to understand um you know the uh the type of client you're talking to and then you know to be able to offer those programs and whenever there's programs out there that i listen to or that i hear that you know somebody's offering i'm always on top of trying to get them and trying to have them uh, myself because i want to be able to understand them too and see if, if they really are what they're saying right because some programs out there, they're not, you know, what they're really uh, saying they could do. And so uh, for first-time home buyers, obviously, there's a bunch of uh, different uh, programs without having to put any down payment. There's grants that, you know, we look into. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just a matter of, uh, like I said, it's exploring that possibility of the client to be in that certain program. And at the end, there's just a few of them that it comes down to be which is if they fit then fha or conventional 
and there's youth housing or you know programs uh, not a lot of lenders have that so you got to make sure you work with that lender that has all those options and i think the key also is i've been doing it for a long time and i think that i have a lot of different resources uh, in my company and within myself within my team that we can you know get those loans through and, and get them uh qualify the right way and at the end of the day is packaging the loan the right way to be able to get it done so to fit what that client is mm-hmm. it's to, it's not going to be just one little box that they Correct. fit into yeah. and what i i love about you that you know just working with you that i've noticed is that you are able to work with your clients getting them to qualify even though it may take them a year or two mm-hmm. to buy a house yeah. um you are constantly working with them to get them qualified. And then I've also noticed you have a lot of repeat clients. Mm-hmm. So that, that says a lot about you too. Like everybody that you work with mm-hmm. um, realizes the expertise that you bring to this industry. Mm-hmm. And that helps you, I feel like, get that going. I know you work a lot with the Latino community. What do you tell them? Like, how do you help them get through the point of um, the American dream because that's what it's about, right? Owning your own home. Yeah. How do you work with them and what motivates you in that in that section too? I think that those appointments, uh, I, I love them a lot because when, when I see clients that don't know exactly what's, you know, how the loan program works or, uh, you know, a lot of the clients that I help that don't believe that they can buy a house. And so uh, I just love to explain, you know, the options. Once I know, you know, once I pull credit, I know their income, I have the documentation in front of me, then I can just say, this is what you are able to do. These are the options, you know, looking at the overall picture of what they want. I think that the key is asking what they're looking for, and then at the same time, with the knowledge of you as a loan officer, as a professional, right? Because that's that's the thing. A lot of the times that I've seen out there is uh, there's loan officers out there that they don't listen to their clients. They don't really pay attention to what they're looking for. And, and I think that it's crucial for us to be professionals, to understand, to listen to those questions, and then in a way, explain the clients, you know, how they can get there and how they can really make it. And then not only just buy a house, just make them realize that that could be, if it's their first house, that could be their first rental if they wanted to. True. Uh, what if they want to, you know, sell it in the future? And then what are they going to do with the equity? Are they going to be able to buy two properties? Are they going to... So it, it's it's a matter of how... Honestly, you listen to what they're uh, what they want, but at the same time, with your expertise, with your way of being a professional, give them uh, more options and open their their mind to to do more things. Like I, just to give you an example, I had a client that um, you know had a house for like more than fifteen years, and then he came to me uh, again, a repeat client, right? And he's like, Christian. Uh, you know, now I'm ready to do something. I've seen all these clients or, I mean, family members and friends that have bought, you know, other properties. I, and I want to be an investor. How do I do it? And so I just, he has like 
close to 400,000 equity on the helm. Wow. And so I'm like, okay, you can, you can do this. You can do an equity line. You can, you know, maybe refinance and, and do it in one loan, but rates are not, you know, the grade right now. And so I gave him all these options. And then I said, uh, have you thought about buying and owning multiple properties? Because right now you have a lot of equity. And then is is the wife's, how does that work? And the wife was surprised. And I'm like, yeah, you could do this. And then I started explaining things. And I said, this is just for you to, you know, go, go think about it. Realize that you have the ability to do all these other things. Just not just the one property that you're looking for. Uh, and that's if you want, because you mentioned, because they mentioned they wanted to be retired and, and, and have these two properties pay for part of their retirement. And I said, what if you have four? And then so just give them ideas and, and help them understand that they could do more if they wanted to, right? At the end of the day, I'm not the one, you know, paying their mortgages. and You're and giving them options. Yes, yeah, I give them options. And that's what the clients like. The clients like the options so they can realize what other things can do, what businesses they can open, not just in real estate, right? And uh, and just become investors in, in in many ways, yeah. The last time we had you on here, I think you had just purchased a property for your daughter. Oh, okay. uh, yes, yeah. she was going to college. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how um, I know that you are investing yourself, mm-hmm. and how's that going? Like, is everything? You know, it's a it's a shifting market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you tell us about this too? I. I started, I mean, I've been wanting, you know, for a long time uh, to do different things with how I understood the market, but I just kept not doing, you know, a lot of things. I kept just doing it uh, not as aggressive, and I just, uh, I made a decision a few years ago to start doing it, and so I, you know, I have more properties now. Uh, that one that we helped uh, my daughter buy a property, she we still own that property in Cedar City, and so it's being rented right now. And uh, and uh, I have the ability to um, lend uh, money as hard money. That's awesome. Loans. And so, and that's that's something I you know as I understood it more, I was able to just be able to just do it and and. And get that fear out of the way. Yeah. And it's good to have different areas of income, not mm-hmm. just one, especially right. right now in this market, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's just a matter of understanding it and and doing it with the right people too, and uh, and just making more money. So that brings me to your social media. Mm-hmm. You are really good at social media. <laughs> what can you share with us? Your thoughts on that and. Um, I know you do some s- things with Carla at Univision. Um, what would you share for anybody listening? I think that, honestly, it's going to be staying consistent um, to to what, you know, I think that not a lot of us, you know, are good at reels or different things, right? It's just... I think that it's what what helps you become you and be, you know, separated from every, everybody else. It's just going to be what's helping me out. I think that for me was uh, doing radio and TV, and I've been doing it for a long time. That has uh, helped uh, 
me and my brand and uh, just just be out there and, and, and people know me and, and, and understand that, you know, I, I've been doing it for a long time and, and they want to see what I can offer them. And so that's that's how I think that I would say it's it's being consistent. Yeah. And how consistently are you posting? I see your posts all the time, but how consistent are you? I think that, uh, you know, look into apps or ways for, uh, you know, uh, things that are already out there that can just post for you. Do you post on a daily basis, twice a day? No. Does it, is it just? No, sometimes I go and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing videos with different real estate agents uh, that we, we co-market. Co and uh, we just one day out of the month, we decide to do it. And then we end up uh, doing four, five, six, seven recordings. And then uh, we either they post them or I post them. And then uh, that's which is us being in front of the camera, right? But I do have companies that, you know, post for me on, on my behalf and they uh, they do research and then they just do it for me. And that's that's something I, I got to do too. And then my, my current company also has a marketing uh, company that um, will do postings for me at the same time. So, yeah. And I know you're big into basketball. <laughs> what you just did a, a, a big tournament in I can't remember last year. Oh, yeah, in San Antonio. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh -huh. That was really fun. Yeah, it was the first time like uh, that. My cousin and and I got invited. Uh, we have friends in San Antonio and that played for you know different teams down there. And so there's leagues out there, and and this one in particular was a Latino league, and so. And it was being over 40, right? And so... Um, awesome. <laughs> and uh, we decided to go and, and try it out. And uh, it was a cool experience. We played uh, good teams. We A couple of teams that we played, we won by one, one point. And so... So very we competitive. Made it, we made it to the finals and we were losing. And, uh, um, you know, we were not playing as, as good as the other, you know, uh, games. And that's because obviously we... We were tired. Uh, and you had played a, a lot. Yeah, over the over three and you're 40. three days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we were all tired, and at the end, uh, um, a cousin stepped up and he uh, he made some good plays, and we came back, and at the end, we ended up winning that championship game. So awesome! Yeah, so How cool. fun! Yeah. yeah, it was exciting, and we're gonna do it again. We we actually did another one here, um, and uh, it's. Well, I don't know, I'm not going to say where it is, but, yeah, we, we played that other tournament. We we ended up uh, being fourth. Nice. But it was it was an open play, so guys from 18 all the way to 50 could play. And so That's yeah, we awesome. did good, too. So. <laughs> yeah. so very competitive. Yeah. What's your favorite Michael Jordan quote? Um, I think that there's a ton, honestly. I think that... Um, one of the things that I remember the most is, um, you know, the uh, the new um, it's uh, the video. Uh, it's Last Dance. It's called, um, and I think that a lot of us out there, meaning in the industry, right, loan officers or or realtors, um, see things out there and see how successful some people are, right, or or they want to do certain things, or you know, I, there's there's a couple of uh, 
friends that I know that like social media and they like to post their cars or things like that. And so a lot want to get that and have that, but they don't want to do the work. Right. And I think that on, on one of the episodes on in, in, in Last Dance, Jordan talks about that. And he says that not a lot of people liked them or liked him back then. And it was because he was pushing them, you know, being, uh, you know, the way he wanted them to be so they can win. And he talks about uh, if you don't want to win, then, you know, don't don't talk about me, you know, the, that way. Because I guess uh, they were saying he... He was tough with them, and he wasn't a good person, but he he was just being someone to help them push themselves to, to get to the next level and to be a champion. And so I honestly think that it, that's key. It's, 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 you have to go through the work. If you don't do the hard work, then don't, don't, don't expect things to be where others are just because uh, I'm, I'm sure everyone else that made it or have, you know, what they have you know, as far as, you know, material stuff, it's because they, they really work their butts off. Yeah, so. so you have to be in the arena mm-hmm. to be yeah. able to win. Yes. Yeah. And you've been in the arena. So mm-hmm. I love how you correlate that with your success too, because not only do you have to do that with, mm-hmm. with real, your, your business, but with your life, and then you get to be competitive in basketball too. So I love all that correlation. Yeah, and honestly, uh, it's uh, over the last uh, several years, you know, it's been really tough for me in the personal side. Uh, and uh, But I think that, you know, being positive, and this is a quote that I can tell you, is stay positive and believe in yourself even on the hardest days. And so... Even though it's tough uh, in this industry and, and, and in life, I think that at the end of the day, it's uh, being positive with where you are. I mean, having it, you know, uh, being being able to wake up, uh, being grateful for, you know, having that and, and having your kids around and having, you know, uh, your peers, your, your um, you know, people that, you know, still are there with you and and want to be successful with you it's it's, it's what's going to help you and so you have to be positive and see the the um the positivity of everything around you versus the negativity on it so yeah that's, that's so true um i love that because this shift that we've seen in the market i feel like a lot of real estate individuals have moved mm-hmm. they have made changes and what are you seeing and what would you, what is your one bit of advice to somebody out there that's looking for a change or looking for improvement? Mm-hmm. I honestly think that uh, it, for me, it's been going back to the basics, going back to the basics. It's going to be, like I said earlier, being on the phone with anyone you can um, every day, every day, every day you know, and just do it, do it, do it, and, and things are going to change for you. Uh, i seen a lot of people trying to get leads doing videos or doing recordings when they haven't done a lot of other things. That's that's going to be tough. I think that 
for me, it's going to be a recommendation is going back to the basics and the basics is going to be, be on the phone and, and dial. And, and I mean, I think that I did it a long time ago when I started is I, I actually opened a phone book and, and I just started call out of calling the phone book? all the Latino <laughs> names. That's awesome. <laughs> Honestly, if you don't have leads, if you don't have anyone to talk to or, or, you know, money to take them to lunch or do things like that, go, go, go find, you know, ways to have phone numbers and just start calling and, and offering your services. And, and there's going to be a ton of no's, but there's going to be a few yeses and that's where you're going to start doing business. So. And then those yeses leads to loans, those loans yeah. lead to referrals. So it's just one big cycle. Mm-hmm. Correct. I love that. What does your future look like in your business? What do you see in your future? My uh, one of my uh, dreams is it's uh, and I talked about it uh, over the last maybe few years. It's uh, it's having licenses and doing loans in different states. Um, I we already have a way to uh, find all those programs and do loans in different states, but I I want to be able to you know be also known in different states with uh, you know my current team and if um, you know i i add more uh, that's that's one of my goals is to be able to do loans uh, in texas and in vegas i mean nevada i mean there's colorado uh, i mean uh, washington there's different areas where i think there's lack of really honest and and true um caring um I guess experience. salespeople, experienced people, uh, and that's that's what I, that's kind of like where I see myself. Uh, and then utilizing with that, utilizing AI with it. It's not just me doing it, right? Because we we need help. I mean, it hasn't been myself just doing everything I done. It's always been you know a team effort. But um, I think that with AI, that's that's uh, that's huge. It's going to be huge. Um, Number-wise, what do you want to close this year? What's your goal? My goal, it's going to be 20% higher of what I did last last year. I honestly, ending the year, I wasn't even sure where I was going to be at. But uh, we ended really good. And so I'm excited, yeah. And in the market that we've had last year, you've been able to stay consistent. And do you attribute that to just picking up the phone, calling people, your team? Yes, I think that that's part of it. And But at the same time, I, I think that I also did extra things on my end. Um, going out there more, like seeing more other realtors, meeting other realtors, uh, becoming a preferred under a top uh, agency of real estate agents. Uh, just trying to figure things out and meeting, you know, new new relationships. That's what I was not doing as much because I was so into, you know, uh, being busy with a lot of the work that I did. And so I kind of started just handing out business to my peers. And then at the end, uh, I was able to just go out. And then when the market slowed down last year, then I was able to go out more and and need more more uh, relationships yeah what do you see in 2024 as far as rates and everything i know that's the question we get all the time we don't have the crystal ball the crystal ball (laughs) right what are you seeing 
I honestly, based on the on experts I follow, um, things are gonna be fine for me and my team. I don't I don't foresee any issues with <clears throat> business for the industry. I I think that we are gonna see rates coming down, like they say. Um, actually, a few days ago, uh, the Feds met again. They're talking about how rates were gonna go down faster. But they they kind of turned it around and said, we're going to do it differently now. Uh, it's not going to come down as fast as they, they said it was. And so um, I think that we're going to see not as much of an increase in prices in houses. <clears throat> I think there's going to stay the same. But I think that um, uh, things are going to be positive for those that are really doing the hard work. Well... Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I really value oh, your friendship. You. And um, I know that this year, 2024, is going to be an awesome year. Mm -hmm. How can people follow you on social? Okay, so there's, um, I have uh, Christian Martinez team in, in Instagram. And then there's uh, also in Facebook is Christian and Martinez at uh, Intercap Lending. And that's where you guys can find me. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for and the invite. I look forward to the next one. Thank you for sure. Me too. Thank you. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate, failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.